Welcome to The Hustler's Huddle, a podcast networking show about you. you. <laughs> we got that one. We've been practicing for weeks, Ashan. <laughs> and we still jacked it up, man. It's so messed up. My name is Chris, the tuck rule is stupid Whitwell. To my left, I have... Producer BJ. This is Dario Radio Davis. Guys, I'm Chris Correa, as usual. Thanks for joining us. And today, we are happy to introduce... Who do we got with us today? Ashad? Ashad Mabry. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being here. We're going to kind of get into this. Uh, like I said, super excited. Ashad's going to bring with us uh, a lot of perspective from the football side. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of uh, you guys are talking about this weekend. Dario's going to touch base on that a little bit. Um, but before we get into kind of the regular show, we had uh, something happen here recently in San Antonio that I want to make sure we acknowledge. Uh, we have a lot of first responder friends of the show. Uh, we have a lot of respect for first responders in general. And unfortunately, we lost a firefighter, Mr. Greg Garza, in the line of duty yesterday. So want to make sure that we, um, you know, send respects, thoughts, prayers to his family. Anything we can do to uh, to support the force first responders in this time. I know these are uh, very trying times for them, so keep that kind of top of mind. And uh, Chris is going to talk to you guys yeah, a little bit about you, that. There's a there's a couple of organizations here locally that that put money into the local first responders and helping their families out in times of need, such like this. Um, the SA 100 Club is a very popular one. All their proceeds go to it, and then uh, they actually just did an event with the Guns and Hoses Foundation. That's right, yeah. Um, this weekend, they had their third, I believe I'm it's the sure. third annual uh, police versus fire boxing match, which uh, is always a good time. Used to be involved when I was in law enforcement as a coach for them. When I used to box, took that experience and trained some police officers nice. how to beat up some firefighters, you know. So it was, uh, we always lost, by the way. Yeah, like, hey, they are some Firefighters are a little more fit, I think, but I'm, I'm just painting with the broad brush here. But but seriously, guys, when things like this happen, it, it takes a community, it takes a tribe. So if you have a little bit, even a dollar helps, get with these organizations. I can attest that they actually do put their money to the families that need it. Uh, in this case, Greg Garza. So, um uh, lots of respect and, and uh, well wishes to your family. Yeah. Hey, thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, it's under these circumstances, but, you know, that's uh, they put their life on the line for us. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, they're out here protecting us. You hear a lot of stuff today. There's, uh, you know, with technology, cyber, the increased need for your own protection. Um, there's a hashtag that's been trending. Uh, PJ, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So Tech Tuesday, it's uh, it's trending on Tuesday. Just wanted to have a little tech tip. For Wait, the, so Tech for the week. Tuesday on Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> can we do it on? Uh, can we do a Tech Tuesday on Thursday? I don't. I don't think so. Full <laughs> of tad jokes, bro. Got him. But, but nice try. Right. So um, real quick, uh, this is just a, a, a tip from my years of experience in, in the industry. Uh, your cell phone, right? Uh, most cell phone companies now, they're so advanced that, you know, we throw all these apps on our phone. Most of your cell phones nowadays have 90% of the apps and things that you're really going to need. So for example, a flashlight app or a calendar or even a web browser, lots of app phones now come with multiple web browsers. And just as a tip, like there really isn't viruses out there for your phone. A lot of people get pop-ups and adware and stuff on their phone and they're surfing the web, depending on what you're using. Um, but mainly just wanted to get the point out there that it's really 
adware and, and malware and it's all tied into the apps and, and some of those things that you download, like don't let your kids just download whatever game app. Cause unfortunately a lot of developers do put some additional ads and things. And a lot of the times that's what ends up happening. And they inhabit the device and sometimes they're hard to remove, but they're not viruses. It's, it's just adware malware read the reviews of the app you're going to download. Normally, when you're having issues with an app, read the reviews and it'll tell you like, oh yeah, other people are having this similar issue or it's just an update that needs to come out. But just be conscious of what you put on your device because like I said, most of them already have 90% of the apps and features and things already embedded in the app or embedded in the uh, phone's operating system that all you need to do is search it find it and you're good to go. So just heads up out there. So, something kind of to that, you know, um, when you're accepting all these, um, can we access your photos? Can we access your location? Right. And if you say no, it doesn't work. Right. And one of the most recent ones is everybody's talking about, you know, take the politics side out of it, but the, the old face thing, Oh yeah, I'm going to download this. And oh, they're the going to scan one. Yeah. And everything. The oh, old man one. Yeah. The old man one, you know, that was another one that just recently in the media that you're talking about. You don't necessarily need all that stuff. Just use what you got on your phone. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's lots of resources out there. We always talk about like Google, right? Just YouTube, YouTube. it. Check it what's, out. What's Google? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, just honestly, uh, be careful with those adware apps and things like that. There's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, try to stick to the main ones everybody's using and, and, and you'll be fine. Uh, if not, in doubt, YouTube it, Google it. And, and read the reviews. Yeah. The reviews will Absolutely. tell you a lot, especially on you know iTunes, Absolutely. Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Look, at the end of the day, these companies are out here. They're trying to make money in a certain way. Oftentimes, the way they make that money is through selling you ads or selling advertisers' ads to right. you, right? Selling your information, all of that. Yep. Unfortunately, the way they get that uh, is not always the most beneficial to you, if yeah. that makes sense. Free isn't always free. Right? <laughs> there is no such <laughs> thing as a free tones, lunch. <laughs> wallpaper, free games. No, I mean, uh, and we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk a little, little later, but go ahead, Brooks. I like it, man. I like it. So, hey, you know what we got to do? A little uh, weekend catch-up roundup. Anybody have some uh, cool times this weekend? What'd you do, Chris? Man, I'm, I took a brutal road trip up to Dallas. And I say brutal because it's not a hard drive normally. PJ was there. PJ was a G. He showed out, you know, but uh, we went up PJ's there. PJ's always a G. Uh, a, a really close friend and associate of mine on the music side of things. He's uh, got his band going on, 19 Machine. What's up? They put on an amazing Shout show. Um, it was a, a personal show. It was first, I think it's the first one ever that they were the reason that that show existed. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats, you know? man. So they've had some shows at bars, been hired as a gig, but they never put one on like this, you know, where they got the venue themselves and it was just them. Um, so it was a really, it was a cool show, man. It was uh, good times, um, and it was a really rough ride home because I had some other stuff going on. Huh. Hey, you you were uh, hustling. I was hustling. <laughs> I was hustling. When I'm rolling it. in at five in the morning, man, after like being up at five a.m. the next, I was twenty four hours up driving on the last. I don't know, 20 hours or 24 hours, 25 hours. Well, in that uh, 35, we know that's the uh, easiest road to drive on. Definitely not a lot of uh, construction and traffic on it at all. That <laughs> well, that doesn't happen. Dude, my trick was just going from hum to hum. Like just, well, <laughs> that's not, well that's do not, not do what you see on the show, guys. Uh, okay, <laughs> my bad. Sit home. My let's, bad. Let's move on to PJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dario, what'd you guys get into, man? I know y'all had a hell of a weekend. It's a trifecta. Uh, we were up in, in Dallas. <laughs> Cotton Bowl, 
uh, the game did not turn out the way at least I wanted it to. I was going to say, I think that's all perspective, and, right? <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a good game, great atmosphere. Uh, Texas State Fair. Uh, got to see a couple of my boys from UTEP. Uh, shout out Mark Dowdy and uh, Mike Lopez. Were they, uh, they just saw them up there? Are they playing? What were uh, they? No, 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 no. Uh, they are both, uh, speaking of, they are both uh, first responders. Oh, awesome. Mark is a fireman, EMT in Fort Worth, and okay. Mike Lopez is in El Paso, Las Cruces. So I was able to run into both of them as long as with uh, Coach Jason Washington, uh, Bookham. Like I said, the, the game didn't turn out the way we wanted, but it was a great weekend. That's so awesome, man. We had the trifecta. Get a great All three experience. of us were up there. Yeah. We didn't I, I don't know if you guys saw each other, but I didn't get a chance to run in PJ. It was just it was it was straight bedlam. Hey, that, hey, sometimes you're up there hustling, man. We, it hey, happens. We, we were missing uh, Correa, though. He's like, nah, man, I'm just going to make sure San Antonio doesn't leave. I'm going to hold this I wanted to hold it down. You got, we can't all four be out. What's going to happen to the city? Um, great thing in Dallas. <laughs> Don't answer that. Come on, man. They're going to kick us out. They're going to make sure we leave. That's funny. Man, so, nah, I, uh, I did. I held it down here in town. Kind of, you know, same old family time. Did all of that. Hey, we did a little uh, food bank uh, volunteer on Friday. That was awesome. Cool. Taking a little uh, page out of Mike's book, giving a little, I uh, got that helper's high, you know, enjoyed that. Hey, and this is actually a really cool project that they were doing. So they were taking food. We were making essentially packs, right, that then they would give to the schools and the teachers would turn around and give them to students that were less fortunate in their backpacks, but while they were out at recess. So there was no embarrassment. It was, a, they'd go home and there's a bag of food in their bag, right? So I was That's like, man, cool. what a great thing to get behind, right? So yeah, hey, in terms of fun and bedlam, probably not as much fun as you guys, but it was it was a different kind of fun for sure. I don't know, man. Trying not to die on the road was not fun. That's true. Like That's straight true. up. <laughs> Real serious. PJ, what about you, man? <clears throat> We headed out to the Red River Rivalry, man. We uh, tried to meet up with Dario. We did. We did see him. We had a great time with him. Shout out! Thanks for the show. It was a good time. And uh, but yeah, man, we we hit up the game. We we didn't get into the stadium, but we were outside yeah, at yeah. the state fair and had a had a blast just tailgating with with. The uh, I saw you online, man. I saw those pictures. It looked like you were having a blast. <laughs> had a really really good time, and then. Uh, Right around the, you know, beginning of the fourth quarter, you know, it looked like the game was kind of winding down. We we decided to uh, go ahead and head to College Station and and, and finish the Aggies uh, and Alabama game. This is such a Texas out, comment, man. right? And, and what other state can you be like, yeah, no, we decided to pick up, drive 300 miles across to catch the other game. You're on the East Coast. You're like, yo, we went from New York to Atlanta just to go watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know? or like, you know, France to <laughs> yeah, Germany Europe, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of football, speaking of different cities, uh, <laughs> we have with us. I, I sense a setup here. Yeah. Hey, you see what I did there? I like I'm just it. trying to get that. Uh, pride in the house has everything outnumbered. Right now, that's all I hey, allow me to do my setup, bro. I'm gonna throw the Brahma thing in <laughs> I there. For to you. Get that in. <laughs> you see, Dario can't even let that slide. No, but hey, we are super happy to have. I know you guys heard him earlier, uh, Shad Mabry with us. So, former MacArthur Brahma in the house, former UTSA Roadrunner, New Orleans Saints, uh, Carolina Panther, Panther, and uh, San Antonio Commander. Most recently, 
We'll, we'll throw that in there. Yeah, hey, yeah, well, I, I know that's a touchy <laughs> subject. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, Asad, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So uh, how you been? What are you doing these days? What was your weekend like, man? We're, we're all talking football. Do you uh, you still watch football every weekend? You still watching the games? I watch college football. I don't really watch the NFL too much. I never really did, honestly. Um, pretty boring weekend, though. I was just hanging with the kids. Is somebody yeah, so calling us right now? That, like, yo, the Hustlers Huddle, we're getting the call in. <laughs> Live on the line. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> That's exactly right. I like it. Hey, we need that system to actually patch them through. Leave a message. We'll hit you back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hello? <laughs> Sorry, man. So you were saying about uh, college? College football. Sorry. I, I watch a lot of college football. Like, you mind uh, getting a little closer oh, on the microphone? Bad, Thanks. Yeah, no, no, so you're I'm, good. I'm watching college football all day. I don't really watch NFL too much. Uh what am I doing now? Uh, I've been in in the real estate world for a little, probably like two and a half months. Um, How you liking it? It's good. I mean, no complaints. I like working my own hours. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just got cleared actually uh, for my injury that I got with the commanders uh, two weeks ago. So I had decided that I wasn't going to play, but uh, the Packers wanted me to come work out, so I went out there. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I definitely wasn't in, like, my greatest yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they said I looked all right, but I was like, I haven't ran in 10 months, but let's do it. That's so, awesome. Uh, hey, well, to even have that opportunity, man. I mean, people yeah. are still looking at you. That's I, I Since we're talking about it, I saw that you mentioned to your family something along those lines. Hey, if I can get 100%. Um, I'll go out there and I'll give it another shot for you. But obviously understanding the the rigors and what actually takes place to your body out there, you wanted to make sure that you were actually 100% before you went and did that. Exactly. exactly. So how are you feeling? You 100? Right. I'm, I'm feeling good. So I went and gave it a shot and we'll see what comes with it. So, you're hey, you guys heard it here 100. first. Like <laughs> 96. Okay. Okay. Hey, and so on that note, I was watching a couple of, uh, I guess you and a couple of your your. NFL compadres getting together, working out here in town. Do you still hang with those crews? Uh, was it Coach Dunk, I believe, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, man. Um, well, I mean, none of them, a lot of them aren't here right now. Um, yeah, a lot of them are playing yeah. in the yeah. NFL right <laughs> now. Right this, now. this is a little thing uh, called on-season. Right. So they're playing. Uh, one of my closest uh, friends, he's out doing law school in Dallas. So, uh, yeah, I was in Dallas recently, but um, – yeah, everyone's gone. So, <laughs> so, so the real estate is keeping you busy right, while they're so all out, that's, huh? That's all I got. But. So what do you do to, to keep in shape when they are gone? I mean, obviously, if you're entertaining workouts for pro teams, you're, you you got to be doing something to stay fit, to keep your uh, game legs underneath you. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I go work out and I run and stuff, but I still train with, with Coach Dunk every now and then. Like when the Packers called, I was actually with him. Uh, so we got in like three days of training before I headed out there and so, so who is Coach Dunk to you? How did you meet him? How do you guys uh, know each other? How did how did you find this guy as a resource? Or this think, coach, rather. I think my my old agent actually uh, introduced me to him um, a few years back, maybe like three or four years back, and uh, we just kind of took off together, um, have a great bond, and that's how I met you know a lot of well, I knew a lot of the guys, but that's how a lot of us kind of got close. We all trained together, so. That's awesome. So is he is he like an ex football coach or is he more strength conditioning kind of? He's a track guy. He's a tra really so, hey my kind of guy yeah. guy after my own heart. So he just works on like all our footwork and stuff and it does wonders honestly. 
So I've always been curious what the regiment or the workout side of things look like. I've recently watched a documentary about how you, how NFL players eat, like literally with the kitchens and that you walk in and your specialized diet and the food trays, which is really fascinating. But what does a workout look like? Take us through a training day um, when you're rocking and rolling. Man. I have a feeling I'm going to get tired just listening to this. Off-season <laughs> um, or in-season? Off-season is probably, yeah. probably more intense, right? So do you mean like? I mean, whatever with, you want with it to my be. my trainer or like. Take me through no, a day. Back, I mean, back, I'm sure you're like two days or whatever. Take me through a day. Um, Take me through a strenuous day. Yeah. A strenuous day is usually like I'm going to wake up. I'll go train for like an hour and a half with Coach Dunk or so. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go lift for like an hour and a half to two hours. Um, get in the steam room. And really, I'll probably take like a two, three-hour nap after that. Right. Yeah, you got to recover. That's, that's pretty much like the, the training day regimen, maybe a cold tub or something. So when you say the the first hour, hour and a half of training, is that skills training or what kind of training? Like footwork you, and like, stuff. Like footwork, yeah, okay. exactly. And then you have the um, lifting. Do you do more heavyweights? Are you a calisthenic? Like what style of workout or just whatever? Depends on the day. Man. Time to lift. He's like, man, I just toss iron. <laughs> this, you guys, I mean, those of you that are tuning in on YouTube, I appreciate you. You can find the YouTubes or any kind of links at thehustlershuddle.com. Plug. <laughs> I like it. The uh, Outside of that, though, like, seriously, if you're listening, this guy is, like, nine foot tall <laughs> and about 400 pounds that, of just that's his raw vibe. muscle. Yeah, he's sure. huge, you know? So he's doing something right. He's working out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and I heard, too, you, you have a saying where you really believe off-season is the most important season. Sure. So you're putting in that work year-round. Kind of, we had, uh, we had a guy a while back, boxer. Talking about how uh, Tyson would always talk about, I like to run at you know four in the morning because the other guy's the sleeping. Other guy's you know not what I mean? <laughs> kind of do. Uh, so you kind of put that into your work where you really hit it hard during the off season to make sure that you're ready for on season. Yeah, you got to. I mean, because it's it's being in football shape is so different. Like when you get back out there, and if you weren't working hard all off season, everybody's gonna know. Mm-hmm. So you really. You got to push yourself during the offseason like you have to. Well, it makes sense. That's that's your, you know, you're a pro. That's your job, you know. Right. So these people are keeping up year-round the same way that, hey, the same way, unfortunately, we got to work year-round, right? You guys got to also. Exactly. That's awesome, man. Exactly. Hey, so have you, speaking of working, do you take any cool vacations, breaks, anything like that? What do you do to, um, to relax once, you know, because you got to blow off some steam sometimes. Right. Some, 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 some schemes, <laughs> Hey man, we got. Yo, you went. Got you. You said you had me. I got you. So, uh, <laughs> hey, we turn off the AC in here we, we for do. your yeah. listening pleasure, so there's no buzz. But it does get a little warm. And I'm a big man. <laughs> I got you. I noted that. Too. I noted that. We did, duly noted. <laughs> Shot. That's on me. I'm working on it. I'll make take care of it. Don't worry. Next time. Next time. Next time. Uh, vacations. Um, I really I like to go places in in Texas. Mostly I go to Houston and Dallas, but I I like to visit Vegas at least twice a year. My man. Uh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tampa is a, a place I like to go to. Yo, isn't Tampa so underrated? I love, I Tampa. love that city. Like, yeah, people are always like, go to Miami. And I honestly like Tampa more than Miami. I don't know. It's just me. Well, I like that everything's more accessible. Well, for me, you're in the NFL, so everything's probably good for you in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> for me, Tampa's much more of my kind of town. <laughs> 
but no, it's it's beautiful too, right? right? The water, I didn't realize how gorgeous it was out there. Like, and then we started going quite a bit, and I, I got to know the town and stuff. It's gorgeous. You spent some time out there, Dario? Uh, I, I visited a couple times. I went, you know, nothing more than a long weekend. Sure. But hey, that's all you fantastic. need. Hey, getting back to your training shot, because uh, never met a, or well, I, I never got to a 53-man roster. You have. I've been around, you know, we, we speak a lot of the same language. What is your, when it comes to training, what do you look forward to? And on the, on the flip side, what do you like? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I know as a former athlete, certain aspects of training, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's let's get it. And then other aspects are no. like, man, motherfucker. Honestly. Oh, my bad. There you go. I'm here already. Honestly, I look forward to, to footwork. Because right. as a D lineman, well, as any position, you need footwork. I hate squats. Really? But Nobody it's not It's day. not like, because people are like, you know, leg day this, leg day that. I got a hernia from, from squatting. Okay. So, like, I never want to squat. Right. So, like, I'm the guy who's like, that leg press looks. <laughs> yeah. leg press looks nice over there. But do they have okay. enough plates for the leg press for you? Because I picture like load you up on front squat just to give you a workout. Um, I mean, how many plates are you pressing on the leg press? The entire rack. Yeah, like, like, the the on the day. they're like, send somebody to academy. Squat. We don't have enough plates. <laughs> Lazy day. I'm I'm just gonna throw like three on there. And there like, you go. Strain it. Well, I do I do a lot of single leg work. Thanks for making me feel like a superhero and then taking that away from me. All in one go. I'm like, yeah, I do three on both sides. Oh, single leg. Never mind. (laughs) No, uh, Ashad, I I completely agree with you. I've had coaches say, man, damn, I don't care if you can lift the whole gym. If you can't get where your ass needs to be on the field, your strength is moot. Mm -hmm. Your strength is moot. Speed kills. But going back to the weight room, you hate squats. What movement do you enjoy? Bench press. You like bench press? That's what's up. And uh, I know I got a couple more questions later. What two or three D linemen do you admire? Or uh, like, I want to pat my game after, you know, these two. Yeah, who's your inspiration? I got to to shake his hand, this young man's hand, uh, not too long ago, was uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, that, that man, I mean, he is six foot, six foot one. And 290 pounds with <laughs> six pack. I've never seen anything like, it's like I mean, a tree trunk. I mean, he's 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 built like a damn fire hydrant. What? It, uh, yeah. Who who are two or three, four or five that ten? Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Currently you know. in the past, uh, I'm a little bit of fo- football nerd, sports nerd. Who? who, who? Wait, wait, what? Are you? Yeah, a little bit. Sports? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> well, Aaron Donald is of course an idol, but. I don't model my game after Aaron Donald because I feel like nobody can. I mean, mm. he's just, he's unprecedented. He's something that we've never seen. He's, like you said, he's 6'1", he's 290 as a six-pack. He ran a 4'6". That's crazy. So, like, you know what I'm saying? We can't model after him. Right. Growing up, I, so when I did watch NFL growing up, I modeled my game after Kevin and Pat Williams. Okay. That Vikings D line. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. everyone, everyone would always give me a hard time because uh, the Williams brothers. Right. Yeah. They're not brothers. They were not but, brothers. Yeah. But... Everyone called them that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. my my uh, rookie year actually, uh, we signed Kevin uh, Williams when we were in training camp, and everyone would give me a hard time because they there was like a story out where he was. Course, I said he was my idol, blah blah blah. So I actually got to get some tips from him. When that I is awesome, man. Yeah, wow. which I thought was 
was super cool because he's super down to earth and it was, it was great. Um, well, and you know, they always say you shouldn't meet your idols because you're usually yeah, disappointed by it, right? Yeah. So in your case, it doesn't sound like that at all. You actually had a great experience actually getting to meet and play with your idol. Right. That's fantastic, yeah, man. Was, How cool is that? It was it was a cool experience to be around him for, I mean, a, a whole year. And so uh, he, he taught me a, a lot of things. Um, one of the people I look up to is like my brother, like my big brother is Cam Jordan. Uh, oh yeah, defensive end oh, for yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Orleans. We just got really close when when um, I was there, and uh, we still remain close. I just went and saw him last last weekend uh, to watch him play. And, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just look up to him. He's he's got a motor that that people like really don't see. They don't realize that that man's 290, and he takes. You know what I'm saying? They'll take him out for four plays a game. This man will play the whole game. The rest of the time he's in there. He, right. He's he's, he's the most underrated, underrated D lineman, in my opinion, currently playing. Mm. Aaron Donald gets a lot of pub. Of course, JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he he is the, he's like a damn metronome. He just doesn't stop going. Exactly. What what people I think uh what they miss is this man, I mean, he gets double digit sacks every year, right? But they don't see that this, he can play the run like he's great at playing. The he's run. he's they don't, good they all don't around, see, right? They don't see like how many TFLs he has. He's just, I mean, I just think which I think that's TFL. A, Help me out here. Oh yeah. Tackle for loss. Thank you, thank you. No, no, that's a great point. You're right because yeah. not everybody knows that. But no, and, and I think that's a it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because as fans, spectators, we all see these guys and we're like, oh, that's great, that's awesome. But being on the field with them, you have a different perspective. You you probably admire things that we don't, you know, maybe like footwork, for instance, right? Like, oh, this guy's, well, we're not necessarily looking at that as a fan or a spectator. So your entire perspective on what you respect and what you see is something you want to model yourself after mm-hmm. is completely different than what we can probably imagine. Exactly. Like, so for instance, I went, when I went uh, that weekend, two weeks ago or whatever, I went to watch the game and it was that's the first NFL game I've ever, you know, watched. Not, you know, not like been on the sidelines, like you were step back watching. Um, And all I could watch was every D lineman's hands because that's like all I cared about. And I was like, (laughs) that guy has great hands. And I'm sitting over here thinking like good hand placement cam. (laughs) (laughs) So. What, I mean, that's an interesting perspective that I've never thought of before is you're sitting in the stands watching it as a fan, but what is, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of business going on on the sidelines. You're thinking of your plays, you're going to, what does that look like when you're not on the field? Sitting on the sidelines, your coaches talking to you. I mean, what take me mean? through that. I mean, like what, I mean, I feel uh, like you're in the game, there's more right? than just standing right. around watching the game, right? I mean, oh, there's. I mean, so when you, when you come to the sideline, you have to sit in your in your designated area for your position, so okay. your so your coach knows where you are and they can get to. They're always going to come say huh. something to you, um, <coughs> want to know what such and such is doing, if you're getting any keys, and that's college, NFL, um, whatever. But it's it's really like so you already mentally expect that, so you're going to get that for thirty seconds to a minute, and then you can really just kind of watch the game and just kind of get your mind ready to to go back in. And on, on that point, Chris, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if maybe you have, maybe you haven't noticed when a certain unit comes off. Yeah. Like, for example, for O-linemen, they sit in the exact same order Never as they that. would be on the field. 
That's fascinating. It's tackle, guard, center, guard, tackle. Oh, no kidding. Okay. They sit in the exact same order. As a, as a defensive back, it was corner, free, strong, corner. We huh. sit in the exact same Just way. Just almost like a continuity of building that unit, exactly. right? Like it's always that you're, unit. You're, you're, you're always engaged on field, off field, especially O-linemen, because that, you know, I've, I've always admired O-linemen as much as I love every other position on the field. They're the only position, their name, their position ends in man. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just kind of boom. But yeah, it, it, that, that's how structured <laughs> that's alpha it time. is. You know? that's so, that's how I want to be an old lineman because he's a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, you know. That's something such a like, football player thought. <laughs> safety. It's like, I'm an old line man. But no, it's, it's a lot of continuity to it. No matter you're on or off the field. I'd never That's do awesome. that. That's, That's really cool. Perspective, man. Yeah. You know, it's 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 honestly like down in the trenches. That's where the game is played. Right. Like it's a, it's a game of inches, and <laughs> the impacts and stuff that are going on between. I mean, the hogs. One of my best friends is a is a is an O lineman coach for a, a, a team here in town. Uh, uh, shout out to Somerset Bulldogs. Mm. Uh, my buddy Rick. Uh, but yeah, man, he's always telling me. Oh, geez, Rick. I remember, dude. I remember, uh, you know, uh, having those drills in the off season, man. Where it's just, you know, it's uh, inside hole, dude. It's yeah, good times. <laughs> those were one of my fun ones. I like those. That's funny. Hey, so we're talking about this, Dario. You know, appreciate that perspective, and it leads me into kind of something that PJ and I have kind of had a conversation of outside of this room, and I'm interested to get your perspective a shot on this. You know, we were talking the other day about college being paid, right? And kind mm-hmm. of to what you're talking about, it sounds like... Yeah, I <laughs> see Dario's you warming up with me. He's like stretching. Let me, let me talk well, about this because listen, so I'm getting a us. lot of... Uh, oh, sorry, what? No, I was saying too late for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, too late for me. Well, but so what you're telling me, you even just said it, right? So whether you're college, you're pro, you're already starting to approach the game like a business, right? We all know it's not rocket science that colleges make hundreds and millions of dollars off of their football program, right? So at what point is it okay? Is it not okay? What What's y'all's perspective on this? I mean, have do you have some thoughts on this, Sean? Well, college is a business. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Simple as that. So, I mean, the biggest thing to notice is, let's talk about high school football for a second. I've seen coaches have ten losing seasons in a row. They're not going to get fired in college. You're going to get fired after maybe two losing for seasons. Sure. You know why? Because it's a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And one of the most successful games, other than Madden was the college football uh, game and see that everyone played. Okay. I'm, Why do they I, shut that down? I don't. That game was dope. It was. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it was, I think they shut it down because people were probably like, we need to pay the athletes. Uh, Maybe. I mean, you you really never, never really know exactly, you know, why something happens. But, um, yeah, I mean. College players should definitely get paid. That's my, that's my, your stance on it. Cool. This what do you is. Guess? I, I want to interject here because I've had this conversation a lot of times with a lot of different people. For the most part, Division One football is the largest revenue generator for said 
university or college. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but, they're not winning the money off the science project, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The um, book fair? I'm, 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 I'm going to get to my, my point in a minute. But just as a little bit of trivia, who do you think the highest paid public official in Texas is? In Texas. Who's the highest paid public official? Comptroller's office. Probably based off of where you're going with this, the person that controls the, the football organization of universities. It's arguably Tom Herman or Jimbo Fisher. Which, which is who? What position does he they're hold? head football coach. Oh, head football. They're, high, they're the highest oh, paid like... public officials in Texas. Oh, I guess so, technically if they're at a public university, they're, they're, they're a public, they're a public official. official. That makes sense. Okay, official. cool. Yeah. Anyway, my opinion on these student athletes, look how I said that, student athletes, how they should be compensated as D1 athletes, mainly football and basketball, generate millions of dollars of revenue. You're not more than an athlete. You're an ambassador for your college or university, right? Once that athlete graduates, I believe they should get a lump sum check. You know, whatever that amount is, hey, thank you for graduating A&M, UTEP, UTSA, whatever, something. UT, hey, you've been so, a solid so, ambassador, you played four or five years, yes, you got a free education, but you put your body on the line, like we said, it's a business. So I'm There's hearing 200, oh, I'm almost oh, yeah. no, 206 good. bones, 600 plus okay, muscles I got, I got in our body. Like I said a couple shows ago, they all need to be operating at the most optimal level to put out an optimal product. When you're in that football field, D1 uh, football, it's just, just the, there is no minor league football. D1 football sure. is minor league football. So once that athlete pays, hey, hey, thank you, Rashad. Thank you, Dario. Thank you, whoever. You graduated. You represented the university well. Here's 40 grand to start your life with. For put, and that's a drop in the bucket. So I'm hearing both of you guys that's are obviously saying compensation, definitely. How they go about compensating, how there they could be it. some, uh, I'm not you know, discussion about there. An extra whatever, 100 bucks a month. Yeah, no, but like fun, they should get some real that, compensation. Fuck that. Once you get your degree, man, here's five figure, legit. Thank you for being an ambassador. Thank you for representing your university. What are your you thoughts, PJ? Degree, you're fully armed. Boom. You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, you 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 mentioned a couple things. You said D1. Uh, so, like, wh where do we draw that line? Who gets paid? Who gets paid? How much? Um, and then, I mean, it's revenue. From well, if, it, if it's like a makes, business. And then there'll be ESPN, I guess. It would be on revenues and profits, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, so, like, so it wouldn't would, matter if so it's D1 do, or D3. Well, like, you wouldn't do D3 because D3 doesn't even have football. Well, then there you go. Uh, so yeah. So my, my question would be, is the defining factor between a pro, a professional athlete, and an amateur athlete. Well, and I think that's where PJ was kind of going, right? Definitively pay. Period. Right? Yeah. So how do you take a collegiate? I mean, you're you're saying at the end is the way to at the end. get past. That's the way you get but rid is of he, all that murkiness. But is he still not playing for the pay, especially if how well he performs gets him a bigger paycheck at the no, end? He's, no, not at all. I, I don't give a damn if you're an All-American. Uh, I don't give a damn if you're third string. If you put in the time, you put in the effort, you got your 2.5 or above, right. you represented your school, you didn't get into too much, you know, off the field issues. You know, kids, you know, I don't want to say kids will be kids. Kids will be kids, <laughs> male or female, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't want to get blasted for, you know, saying that right. young people will be young people. Right. Sure. Right. So 
I don't give a damn if you're third string. I don't give you a damn if you're if you're win the Heisman. You represent your school. That thirty, twenty-five, thirty-five thousand dollars for ten to fifteen graduating seniors is nothing. Is nothing. Do you have to graduate? Like, what if you get? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. you do. Yes, that that's no. your incentive. No. What, what are your thoughts, Sean? What, 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 yeah. what's, what, I, didn't, what's, I didn't get my degree until. Well, no, no, on, but that's on, okay. But but you got to make considerable money, though. Right. But what but, if he but injured I'm, out? I'm saying, yeah, but he still represented I, the school. He was yeah, still no, that no, ambassador. I, I, I didn't go to school my last semester to train for the NFL. So, like I said, I took classes, and I didn't finish until 2018. I, and then you get it then. I also wouldn't. I wouldn't say one that you need to graduate. And two, I I wouldn't say the third stringer should get as much as the starter. Because if it's like a business, if we're going to do like the NFL. That's kind of my thoughts on it, right? Yeah, you should get paid by your production, by if you're putting people in the – like It's a meritocracy. Johnny Manziel should have got a bigger check than anybody because – he put a he, he put, put a name fans, on that program. Yeah, he put fans in the seats. Everyone. You mean you mean Johnny football? Johnny, Johnny football. <laughs> exactly. So right. no matter what you think of of Johnny Menzel as a person, sure. did you want to watch him play? Well, look, let's 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 extrapolate that out into the pros, right? Like, uh, and not painting with a broad brush here, but a lot of these people, as perhaps people, we wouldn't think the best of them, but we're paying for entertainment. We're right. paying, or as a business, yo. Look, and I know you're going to get into this this weekend with the refereeing lack thereof, but look at the Cowboys, man. They can lose all they want, and they're still going to be the highest-valued franchise in all of sports history. And the goal of higher learning, the goal of attending a university or college is to hone your skills to set yourself up to make money. So if you do leave early, you know, highly talented athlete, how is that any different? to a highly talented guitarist, a highly talented piano player. So basically we're talking about athlete prodigies, correct? Athletic prodigies that I can leave early. I got a chance to make seven figure plus, even though I don't get my degree, I'm in this institution to set myself up for life. You can still come back around. But that doesn't negate the going back to the, the business, the entertainment that you brought, the, the institution. That still you, doesn't negate that. You still you brought that institution all that attention. You still brought it there. And so if I'm able to leave as a junior, man, I really want to graduate, but I'm going to be a top five pick. Yeah, but let's play devil's advocate to that. How many people think they're going to – Ashad, you got a shoulder injury, man, right? So Where? you go out, you get, you're going to be in here. You go to Goosehead Insurance. Hat. Sorry. <laughs> Past tense. He's 100%, guys. Oh, with the 96, commanders, it was dog, actually a knee 96. injury. He's 96. With the commanders, it was a knee injury. With the oh, Panthers, the knee. It was my wrist. Okay, sorry. So my point is, you go out, you have the best intentions. Nothing's guaranteed, right? You get. Does that negate the three years of great work, money that you brought into that institution? Does that just say, hey, well, you had a shot at something else? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. And then not everybody makes it to for regardless, whatever reason, right? There's a lot of people. And then, you know, so it's definitely got to be looked at, I think. Yeah. And we got to figure out a right way to do it. And that's what they're doing right now. I, I don't think any of us have a really good handle on it. But 
it's definitely an interesting thing. I got another question for you just to kind of transition a little bit. Uh, what do you think about CTE? You know, uh, I just read an article like two days ago that said if um, I know I'm paraphrasing here, but basically if you let your child play football before the age of 14, they, they very, uh, they increase your chances of getting CTE. It's by like tenfold almost. I saw a commercial, so, the PSA thing, trying to, if, if you play me in, in little league, it's the same as making me smoke and, like really, have y'all seen that? I haven't seen like that one, on but I know the that they are. Yeah. they're going hard on that yeah. campaign. He absolutely right. They compared it to smoking, and then people are like, "Hey, is that really? You know, I mean, think about it." Yeah. Well, when did you start playing? Uh, when I was twelve. Okay, cool. Thirteen. Not do, too you have school. you have a son, right? I do. W would you let him play at a young age? What are your it's thoughts on that? Funny that you ask that because we were at my nephew's game this weekend. Okay, and. Everyone was like, you going to put your son in football? I was like, no, I'm not. Um, he plays soccer. Hey. Um, You're Mark that, that was my first love. So I love soccer. I, still, I watch soccer as much as I can all the time. Um, hey, SAFC I, this weekend for the playoffs, you man. Come you should come out, out Saturday. Let's go. I, um, it's funny that y'all say that because I went to a game. So one of my trainers, not a, like, getting my footwork right but like, like like cardio conditioning kind of trainer or something right no like uh in new orleans you know you have oh right 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 yes yeah. uh he's the head trainer for the scorpions yeah so no kidding yeah. from the saints is name frank adam adam okay. a little shout frank out. is his, his guy uh, underneath a shout yeah out. hey shout out adam yeah adam quigley yeah. so um yeah it's crazy i actually ran into him we actually go to the same barbershop Awesome, man. So, yeah. So, I ran into him, and he was like, come out. And I was like, all right, I will. So, I came to a game a few weeks back. They're fun, right? Yeah. I get out I there. Like it's a great it. time. They had some really good nachos. So. Hell, yeah. yeah. I hey, know the what Shout out to nachos out there. Yeah, but uh, seriously, this weekend, hit me up after the show if you want to come out. Some of us are going to be out there. Um, out of town. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, well, while I, we're on the top. Every, every time I don't have my kids. Well, like, before, because I want to finish what he was saying about yeah, okay, uh, his okay. son. Oh, sorry, sorry. I got you off topic on that. We, hey, we got soccer in the mix. I, I had to go on. I love, hey. I love soccer. So you were saying, so you, you're, you don't want your son to play. You want him to play soccer? No, um, it's not that I don't want him to play. I told him when he gets to seventh grade and he has to, you know, and he can actually play, you know, we don't have to go do anything. I said, we can decide then if you want to play, but you're not going to play before then. I, I feel like the seventh grade thing when maybe like our – age and I don't know I feel like that was like your rite of passage like for me I didn't even know about younger football leagues when I was a kid it was like yo you play football when you get to seventh grade you right. know and you try out for the school if you make the team or whatever you know right. I don't know if that's just a Texas thing or or whatever uh, I mean in Texas I feel like everybody plays a little league honestly I couldn't afford it so like yeah I, I wanted to play I wanted yeah I wanted to play at a younger age but honestly you know just I always found that the, the cats that growing up Right, the the cats that played low at the younger age, when they got to seventh grade, those were the starters. Those were the studs. Those were the ones that moved up to their version of varsity in eighth grade, like right, right off the bat, you know. Well, and then when they get to like tenth grade, they're burnout city, and they're like, "Yo, party <laughs> hey, time!" I, 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 <laughs> all right, all right. I a lot too, but um, no, I I mean, my first year playing, I mean, I was 
pretty good. My middle school retired my jersey and I donated it. Oh, that's awesome. One of my Saints jerseys to him. So that's cool. Um, I saw yeah, that was over at uh Cumberlander, right? Did the no, that, that was at Garner. Oh, is that a Garner? Okay, yeah, that cool. That was at Garner. So um I'm donating uh, another jersey to MacArthur uh, soon. When are you doing that? Has- hashtag um, MacArthur. Hashtag Garnet. Some, there's some stuff going on in MacArthur right now that we're trying to, you know, get past. And sure. Then, and then, you know. Hey, well, let us know, man. If we can come it. out and support, we'd love to see that, especially yeah, with these Brahmas sure. here. For sure. Hell yeah. For sure. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but my, oh, my guy's over here. Hey. See, see how he yeah. is? Hey. You know, the other thing, speaking of kind of Texas traditions, and I think we've talked about this before, San Antonio is real funny, man. If you ask somebody, hey, where'd you go to school? Everybody always says they're high school, yeah. right? Like everywhere yeah. else, you ask them where they go to school, they're like, oh, I went to UT or whatever. In San Antonio, they're like MacArthur, bro, Reagan. Now nah, you, you know it's it's fun. You know, uh, I've noticed that, and people have called that out as well. A lot of pride, a lot of, a lot of pride. pride. Heck yeah! So speaking of, oh, I'm sorry, were well, you I was, gonna say I, was no, I was gonna say we got a we got a, a new little uh, little introduction. Literally, man. In. Speaking yeah. of school and sports pride, uh, well, I don't think it's an introduction. I think well, Dario's no, introduction uh, <laughs> to a segment. That's it's, true. Yeah. Yo, so we want to, as we mentioned to you guys, start incorporating sports on a regular basis. There's a lot of stuff going on. Dario kind of teased it last week. So I'm going to turn it over to him and uh, let Dario do his thing for a couple of minutes. Get it, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, moving forward, this is a little halftime break, a little uh, sit back, relax, put your feet up. We're going to, it's going to be uh, DHD, Dario's Halftime Dimes. So, what we're going to talk about today, a little YouTube football. You see me, my boy Jay Wash, Coach Washington right there. And more importantly, the word of the day is accountability. Accountability. When I'm talking about accountability, I'm talking about these referees. All right. We're halfway through the NFL season. We're at the sports equinox, just like I was talking last week. You got everything jamming. Basketball starts in about a week. Astros won the day up two games to one against them damn Yankees. Correa. Yeah, Carlos Correa. There it is. Remember, represent that H Town. Uh, you got, hat, you got hockey way, starting. <laughs> uh, I not, like I was saying, obviously in the middle of NCAA and NFL football. But the topic is accountability. These refs are getting more and more pub. They're getting more and more things wrong. As I go through this this new segment, when it comes to NFL football, everything surrounding NFL football is full-time. The players, the coaches, the support staff, the trainers. Hey, if, 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 if I misspeak, correct me. Gotcha. Right. Everything in football is full time. Right. All supporting 100%. staff, everything surrounded football is full time. But the referees. Think what do you mean they're not full time? They're not full time. These referees, they get paid about three thousand dollars a game. All right. This this is the this is from my research earlier. If you are a minimum paid NFL athlete, minimum, you're making about 480000 a year as a full-time job. 
According mm. to my calculations. Hey, we going dinner after this, bro, or what? No, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put this in perspective. I'm gonna put this in perspective. I'm just a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looking to buy a house. We're gonna go to dinner after this. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna put this in perspective. All right, four hundred eight thousand a year. That's two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. About ten grand a week. About forty grand a month, full time. Okay. Referees, three grand, three three thousand a game, part time, seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Hmm. Let that sink in for a second. We have young men like the shot. We have all the support staff, the coaching staff, the trainers, uh, everyone in the front office, human resources, the agents, scouts, working their ass off full time but at the end of the day you have eight officials in nfl you have eight in d1 college football now what sense does that make talking about corporations and money where is this really going you have 14 eyes on an nfl field we have the highest tv quality hd that we've ever had in our life nothing like growing up in the 80s and early 90s we had the little squiggly lines and everything. Was that was that foot in? Did hey, he catch that it? That was only the ten after the twelve. I know you're going I, out I the squiggly the lines. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> squiggly lines. Those, you're talking about those channels. <laughs> <laughs> but seven hundred fifty dollars an hour. That that's what a top defense criminal attorney charges. Right. So aren't a lot of these guys? They are attorneys, right? A lot of them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, yes. uh, when I did my research earlier, there are approximately 22 full-time referees. There are 32 teams. All the rest of the officials, part-time. Making multi-millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth of decisions mm. working part-time. So what kind of accountability is that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And you hear everybody, it doesn't matter who your team is, it seems like every week everybody's pissed at the refs. Lions right? got robbed. You want, oh, there you go, see? Lions got robbed. So what? what's your solution to that, Dario? What are your thoughts on that? Make it full time, man. Come on. If you can, I mean, don't pay him as much. Don't pay him $750 an hour. Make him have more skin in the game. Make, make him, him actually have, have more skin accountability. In the and the thing is, these refs just don't go from – uh, yeah, I was selling insurance to being a ref. They had a pecking order. They did middle school, high school, junior college, maybe a little D2, D3, D1. These men have seen thousands of games, thousands. When you add that with our technology, it's, it's inexcusable. It's taking a bit from Chris Rock. It's like bad cops. You know, you can't have a bad cop. You can't have a bad airline pilot. Like, <laughs> I think I'm going to land today. You know what I mean? Gotta That's going to cost a lot of money and a lot of lives. <laughs> you know, but, but for real, with their, their expertise and with our technology, there should be zero room for error. Major League Baseball got it right. Basketball normally gets it right. Soccer, VAR. As of the past year and a half. Oh, yeah, I was Hockey. just going to say, in soccer, they got the they, chips in them. They, oh, yeah. Every other sport 
got it right. Track and field has had it right. So let me play. Let me uh, uh, toss this out there. I mean, Rashad, maybe you got an opinion on this. Is are they maybe not trying to get it right? Is money, there maybe some uh, like a conspiracy here? Is there? What did you say? Rashad, I'll let you take the floor on this. He's still hey, hold on. He just <laughs> hang on. Let me let me. Hey, he's thinking he just, about that future with the Packers. Just, he's yeah, like, he's let me choose my with the Packers. So, Ashad, thank you so much for your commentary on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving right along. I have no comments on where their chips lie. I mean, y'all saw the, the Saints versus Rams last year. Of oh, course. Yeah. That call was so bad. I had people calling me. I said, guys, I haven't played for them in two years. They were, and they were talking. <laughs> Why you let them call those calls I'll like never, that? I'll never forget. This girl calls me, an old college friend. She's like, "Are you okay?" Like, yeah, I'm good. Are your teammates okay? And I was like, "You know, I don't play for them." And she was like, "Your ex teammates, like, yeah. it's just not okay." And I was like, "I okay." She's like, once a teammate, always a right. teammate. She was like crying, and she's like a Cowboys fan. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I got, I got to go. <laughs> That's funny, man. But to what Dario was saying um, about the officials, I've been saying that for years. Officials should be full time every every Tuesday morning um, in season. We talk about. Uh, you know, the coach will put up on the board who our officials are for the week. He'll talk about them, blah, blah, blah. He'll say, this is their full-time job. And that always kind of bothered me because it's like, if we want everyone to get it right, make the refs full-time and make them pay. So if we get penalties. Yeah, you guys get fined. Right. If we get, if we're going to get fined for, if we're going to get fined for Hitch, if we play bad, anybody on the team plays bad, we're going to get benched. We're going to get cut. It should be the same way. If you got refs that are missing calls over and over I again, mean. why are they not getting suspended for weeks? Yeah, no, I think that makes practical sense. So I would throw this in there just maybe as a caveat. So you mentioned you don't watch a lot of football or pro football as it is. I don't know if it's the same reason as me, just kind of the time. I mean, the games are already, what, four hours long, yeah, three, three hours three long? Four. Yeah. So. Let's say we add this added layer of what refs repping refs. Now what are we looking at? Five, six hour games. You got a replay on every single. What, what is that? There... I, I didn't say that. No, no, and I'm not I, either. I'm I, just I'm trying to understand like the. I, no, I don't. I wouldn't want that. Okay. I want them to be fully accountable. Right. Give them a accountability. Give, yes. Give, uh, yeah. give them a full time job. That way, if they if they what's the most important thing in the world. Money. Money. Give them something they can lose. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, family. Love. <laughs> Come on. Money makes the world go around. <laughs> if, if, if this, if this is their full time job and they're not working any other job, and say they're making, they're making good money, you start paying the refs eighty thousand a year or something like that. And if they know that, if I'm not getting things right or if I'm just not making a call on something, that. I could lose out on five thousand dollars next sure. week. That's, that's a much more tangible. Me, that's going to make me think a little harder about and, what I'm calling. And Ashad got to my point. Steel uh, sharpens steel. That's exactly where I was going with it. Make it full time. Make these officials accountable. Accountable. Well, it's that's like, that's great insight to bring to the table too. You so, know, to bring that up because clearly there's some 
like-minded sentiment within the league and from yes. the pro players that are actually seeing that. So for you to be able to kind of acknowledge, I told you guys we got the right sports, dude. <laughs> hey, bringing that perspective. Just playing. It's, it's accountability. I mean, as a Marine, if I didn't go to job, if, if I didn't go to my yeah, job. Yeah, can you imagine? You're like, or, hey, or if I didn't, I or really if I didn't do my today. job well, if I kept fucking up my job, I'm going to jail. So that's real talk. Yeah, if I said, true. I don't want to do my job, Serving my country after I played football, said if I kept on getting shit wrong over and over, nah, man, go to Brig. We we, we can't have you here. And I'll <laughs> you can't and I'll get Doc paid. That's no because it, it happens in every other career, every other occupation. You don't perform to that standard. Athletes, we perform to a meritocracy. What we put out, the more we do, the better it is. Refs should be held. To Everybody should be on that. Makes sense. What were you going to say, man? So, uh, and I get that, and I don't disagree with it. My question would be, if I'm thinking at it from a business standpoint, and an alarm is going off on my phone because I'm unprofessional like that. If I'm thinking it from a business standpoint, right, and I'm paying these refs. You said there's 32 teams in the NFL. There's eight guys on the field at any given time. Even if we had 256 refs that are full time, and we're paying them all $100,000, which I would argue isn't a ton considering there's a, could be bribery, sure. uh, things like that. I am writing $25.6 million in checks and they're working 17 plus weeks. What do I do with them on the off season to make them earn their money? What, why am I paying 25 mil? It's a little thing called training. Okay. It's a little thing called <laughs> the same thing you guys games. do during the off season. Just, just like as athletes, the eye in the sky never lies. That makes total mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. yeah. Training, go to these practices, hone your craft, hone your skills. Teams. Have conversations with coaches. Have conversations with D linemen. I made Dario angry with that question. No, but it's, <laughs> it's it's a real thing. These yeah. are men's livelihoods that are on the line. Right. That this is how they put food on the table. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Feed their family. They're putting their bodies on the line, man. And no, I get it. I mean that makes total that sense, have man. Seen thousands of games with the technology that we have, and they get it wrong. Shame on them, man. Yeah. No, hmm. I couldn't agree more. So, oh, sorry, to, go ahead. That's a hell of a start of a first uh, DHD. Way to like go, it. man. Forget, hey, we should not you call gotta... it uh, DHB. Maybe DHB. Dario out here dropping some halftime bombs, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Ground cover. Hey, so, Ashad, man, I uh, I know you've been here for a while. Um, I want to wrap it up, but I want to ask you a couple more questions if you got a few more minutes with us. Um, man, so talk to us because I do want people to know. Obviously, we hope you get back with the Packers. That being said, if you do end up uh, continuing on with your real estate business, what's that transition been like, man? What is that coming from, you know, the athletic world, the, the pro football life into a business for yourself kind of uh, life? And, and what do you take from the sports world that translates over? So one of the first things my, my broker told me who um, my broker is actually was a teacher and a coach at my high school when I was there. So that's how I know him. That's awesome. Um, where was I going with that? He's a smart man, obviously. Yeah. That's where we're going to give him some props. <laughs> no, you Shout were telling us kind of how you got in there. And one of the first things he kind of came out and told you, your broker. Right. He was saying, you know, in this business, you have to be okay with the word no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you said, what have I learned in the NFL? Like, you have to be okay with no, because people don't realize, I mean, I guess you guys do, but NFL, 
I mean, it's it's just it's business. It's it's as business as you can get. You know what I'm saying? It's as cutthroat as it can get. So um, me just taking that and you know being able to spread knowledge on things and you know just kind of sell myself, which is kind of what you have to do as a player. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's really enabled me to be in the in the sales side of business that I've always you know, going to get into. So even if I go play for the Packers or, you know, any other team in the NFL, um, my ultimate goal is to get back here and, you know, you know, I'm not 100%. If it'll be in real estate, I hope it is. Um, start my own brokerage. If not, you know, I want to be in some type of sales. So it's it's just good to get my foot in the business world. That's awesome, and man. You- we- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you've mentioned when we've talked, you know, the once or twice off the show or whatnot about how you think that athletes make the best salesmen. Because they're, I was going to kind of talk on that. Yeah, hit it. Tell us. No, no, no. I just think that there's a lot that translates, right? It's adversity that no. Um, somebody told me a long time ago, and I've always taken this from a sales perspective. I've told my teams this. I, I preach it, right? To your point, right? Getting comfortable with the uncomfortable getting comfortable hearing the word no. You find in, in specifically in sales, athletics, whatever the case, you get around stats, right? In right. sales, you kind of find your close ratios, your close rates, right? And you get to the point, you say, okay, if I talk to 100 people, 10 of them will give me a meeting and one of them will be an actual sell, right? Well, that's your close rate. That's That's 1%. So if you can transition your perspective on no, to, hey, this is just one more no, I'm crossing off the tally list to get to my yes. Right. That was one of the biggest things that helped me, where it was like, hey, these no's are inevitable. You have to go through them to get to that yes. I think it uh, kind of changes the perspective. And I think athletics are very parallel to that in terms of the adversity and constant overcoming and trying to get better. Right. It's kind of like every every no you go through is just a regular repetition play. And then the yes is where you, you got that 35-yard run or that. It's what whatever. you practice yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's awesome, man. So are you, uh, you, you've you been enjoying it, I'm assuming? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been fun. I like, you know, working my own hours. The, the biggest thing that I kind of tell everyone um, that I look forward to is the difference in football or let's say the difference in the NFL and real estate is no matter what or like what I do, if I do it to the best of my abilities, it all falls on me. So all my success falls on me. When in the NFL, you can work as hard as you want and you know you can think that you were better than this guy, but you might still get cut. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, in in the sales industry, if you perfect your craft, if you keep doing the things that, you know, you know, you need to do at the end of the day, you're going to have continued success. I think you think another reason too, that's spot on, right? And as you're saying that I'm realizing you're very coachable because you've been coached your whole life. And that is another key to sales is to be coached. That's a great point. Yeah. Someone that, like myself, athletic I, trait. I struggled coming out of law enforcement because I came out on, on the, kind of the top well you're also hard-headed so very you know <laughs> and that's part of it so when i slid slid out of that i was having a difficult time being coached at first you know it was it was difficult whereas you're coming or transitioning straight from being coached your whole life so you just absorb the knowledge and run with it and execute your plays pun intended right and and, and crush it right yeah that's a great point right. so i mean that's the thing that that i've had to notice is 
uh, yeah, I was able to, you know, be in the NFL and, and make good money, but these real estate pros that, that you're running into have a lot more money <laughs> than I do, which is, which is, you know, it, it's cool, but it's, it's kind of intimidating. But at the same time, you have to let these guys coach you and kind of give you their knowledge because even at my level of success, this is, they've been here for 15 years. This is their success. Hmm. So you know what I'm saying? So it is about being coachable. I think that's an awesome perspective, right? Like you're hearing from a professional NFL football player saying, hey, at some point you may have to step back and learn something from somebody else, right? If if you can have that perspective and you can understand that, I think we can all take a lesson from that. Damn and, it, uh, I got to start thinking that way now. <laughs> have a little, you know, humble pie and realize, listen, some people know more than us and are better at whatever that field. And you're exactly right, man. You know, right. you're wise to recognize that though. You hear all the time, these NFL players come out, NBA players, whatever, you know, buy a bunch of nice cars, whatever, it's all gone. So the fact that you recognize the long-term investment in real estate, and particularly in a market like San Antonio, I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's killing out here, right? right? Mm -hmm. So how do people find you, man? If, if people are interested, are you a buyer's agent, seller's agent, both? Um, I do both. I haven't had, well, almost. But I haven't had a, a listing uh, yet because, you know, I've been kind of part time, you know, thinking about playing, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I do both. Uh, you can find me. I have um, a business page on Facebook. I have my pages on Instagram. And is it Facebook. under your name or is yeah, that it's, just, it's uh, So my business page is Ashad Mabry Realtor. Cool. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, you can find me just under Ashad Mabry. Um, I have my business cards, of course. And, um, and we'll link everything to uh, to our side. We'll make sure we put you up there so that you guys can see. Definitely check it out. Yeah, go to go to Shad Mabry's site and, and like it. Yeah, Shad absolutely. Mabry Realtor. Man, this alarm is killing me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that was the alarm he set let to me, remind us turn to go to your quick, site. But, yeah, You're yeah, actually yeah. being super professional, bro. I, I we appreciate sure, you know, that. That's what appreciate that. that. Yeah. But <laughs> see how he is. I was gonna try prepared. to be like, you know, make sure that he sacks your next day, your house oh, or whatever. Oh, but on, I messed. Oh. I had the alarm that was trying to stop it. You Maybe know, I should just listen go. to. Hey, I'll try. Hey, I need my check for that slogan I just wrote for you, dog. <laughs> man, that's hilarious. Hell yeah, man. Well, let's go around real quick. Let's get you out of here. I know you're taking time out of your evening, so we appreciate it. You guys, any last thoughts? Chris? I Just uh, last question. Um, have you ever gone and got Madden and played as yourself? I haven't. That's a great question. I haven't gone and got it and played as myself. My brother actually called me um, and was like, I'm you. <laughs> and, uh, so so when I got home in the, in the off season, I went over there. I don't play Madden, so I went over there and I I checked it out. You but. felt like you made it. At the I was like, just gonna say, well, how surreal it. is when that? I, when I was in college, we still had NCAA. So um, I actually cool thing uh, when I transferred from Oklahoma State and UTSA, uh, people probably don't know this, but on the 2012, which I think was the last one, or 2013 might have been the last one, I was on two teams. And I'm not sure how it happened. That's a, so you could yeah. play yourself. Yeah, I was on Oklahoma State and UTSA. That's so awesome. And so I thought I thought uh, that was really cool. So I'm so I had seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Most people. So yeah, so I I had seen myself on a game. So it wasn't like I thought it was cool, but I guess I I had seen it before. So you're more humble than me. Hey, so real quick, because <laughs> that was a great question. What what was the first thing where you did 
kind of see yourself, whether it was an advertisement or whatever, where you're like, shit, I'm doing like, this. That's man. me. You know? <laughs> was it the game? Was it? I I don't know. I guess I still, I never really, I don't see it. Uh, my mom always says you're, you're way too humble, blah, blah, blah. But I, I don't know. I guess I, I've never just looked at myself that way. I could say. Um, I mean, bro, figurative and literally, you're a big, big deal. Like, <laughs> I, stay humble. Stay humble. Yeah, That's I, Dario's I, tagline, man. He, uh, he says that every time. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, pro I'm prideful, but I'm just, I'm humble. I, I love to see uh, my picture and stuff up in my high school and uh, college and stuff. Um, I'm on, you know, elevators and walls and stuff in the Alamo Dome. So that, that stuff is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that that stuff is definitely cool, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I just can't walk around every day and like. No, nah, yeah. no. I, just, I mean, know. you could. But. <laughs> My last question, Sean. I love to eat. I love to work out, but I really love to eat. You me got too, a cheat me meal. Too, me too. Between Whataburger and Las Palapas, what you gave me? Oh. Yeah. The, hey, the real question. We're getting down to real. That's that's Whataburger. That's for well, sure. What what what, uh, what number? I'm a number two with jalapenos. Oh, I'm not a number. I'm the I'm a classic. Uh, you know they have the all time the all time yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what are you? Yeah. The patty oh, melt? Uh, mushroom Swiss. There you go. Uh, I'm just keep mushroom it classic. For, throw bacon on that. And if y'all haven't tried the Dr Pepper shake, oh yes, you must. I haven't tried it. I heard everybody I that's it. not from Texas that's listening right now. Don't worry, Chicago bought it. You're about to know what Whataburger is about. <laughs> about to get oh, not from Texas. Um, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Dario, what's up, man? What do you got? Or, uh, PJ, right? Or, yeah, PJ, sorry. I was yeah, looking at just one more question. Uh, so, you know, who who is that one person in your life that you need to kind of give a shout out to, like, Always been there. PJ, I'm stealing my questions. I, I I thought I heard mom, so mom, I just wanted to course. make sure you gave her a shout out and just shout out to mom. Thank you. You know. Yeah. Um, now if he doesn't, he's on the spot. Like right. he's like, well, oh, my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Always a, a shout out to my mom. You know, we uh been through so much, and uh, you know, my um, I don't know. I love you, mom. Everything. Yeah, every everything. Awesome. Uh. My my brothers, uh, one of my older brothers, Markel, when my mom was at work, you know, he raised me. He would clean and and cook, and uh, you know, that's my best friend. Uh, can't leave out my other siblings because they'll get mad. Brian, <laughs> Brian, um, my little sister Michaela, who uh, is a basketball player at Abilene Christian. Nice. So she, uh, yeah, hey, so keep she, an eye she's out. doing big things yeah. too, and uh, of course to to my babies, uh, Cameron. My son and my daughter, Serenity. So that's awesome. Hell yeah, man. I mean, that's going to be a hard question to follow up. That was pretty. No, no, I don't even want to follow up. That we're going to, I was, I was going to ask him on that. Well, I'm not backing out. Hey, but I do want to elaborate and just real quick, as much as you wanted to get into, I read part of the reason you left OU was to take care of your mom to come back closer to home, right? OSU. OSU. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. That was a. Yo, I just got real scared right now. Don't touch me. I don't want to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've I've gone over this story so many times. I'm sorry, man. No, you you're fine. It's it's just been so many years. So a lot of people don't know. So when I was originally going to leave to Oklahoma State, it was literally like two days after graduation. Uh. 
two days before graduation, my mom had a stroke. Uh, mm. Yeah, which 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 scared me a lot because you know, I love my mom to death. So I ended up staying at uh, home and going out to Oklahoma State um, later in June. Um, but they had found a lump in her arm, which turned out to be cancer. Yeah, so she had synovial sarcoma. And so I was out I was out there, and, man, I was just going through the motions, and I just did not care. Just wasn't even yeah. with it. You know, honestly, I just I did not care. And everyone was like, you know, I talked to my mom, and she even made me – she made my dad call me and, like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I just kept trying to make up lies. Like, I don't even like football. Just let me come home. You know, just tr- trying to get home to my mom. And, um, you know, I just – like I said, I was just going through the motions and I just couldn't do it. And I just wanted to come home and be close to my mom and help her out. And so I was literally just coming home to get a job. And um, I got in touch with um, one of the coaches at UTSA. And he was like, we'll give you a scholarship. <laughs> and I was like, I come and play. All right. All right. Because my mom was like, I just, I need you to keep playing. I know how much you love it. And so I figured if I came home, but if I played, she wouldn't be so mad at me. And that was the inaugural team with UTSA as yeah, well, right? When I when I got home, it was like maybe like two weeks before that first game. That's so, awesome, man. So yeah, okay. so I made it just in time. I I love how that story, like yeah. you literally followed your heart and you did what you knew to be right. Mm-hmm. And you left every quote unquote dream aside because you're like, look, my family is what's right and I need to take care of them. And it still worked out exactly as it should have you still made it to the league you know what i mean that's so cool that you a lot of people are like i don't know you know right so not 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 a lot of right not a lot of people know um but it was actually my coach when i was out there um bill young was his name was trying to get me to stay and he actually is the reason i left he told me he was telling me a story about how his mom was sick when he was in college and he was like i went to an away game and my mom died, and I buried her the next week, never saw her again. And I was like, I'm going home. I literally, right, he literally told me that, and I said, I'm going home. And that was. Wow. That's, that's a strange that's way to convince you. Yeah, yeah, I was like. You needed to hear at the exact time. Yeah, I was, I was wow. like, bro, I'm not. If if I got to go bury my mom and I don't see her alive before then, like, I'll lose my mind. I was like, I'm going home. And I literally. Walked out that office. I'll never forget. I walked out that office. I packed up my stuff, and I was on the road at like nine thirty at night. Wow. Never been back to Stillwater. That's a lie. We played them. That's a lie. We played them. What? That was my first time back. Why does we get the best stuff like right at the yeah. end? Hey, can we keep talking for like forty five more minutes? Let's start. Hey, welcome to the networking. Like, round two. I'll come, we'll, come back. We'll do a round two next That's time. what's like up. That, That's man. what we're wanting hey, to hear, man. And, and I don't want to ask another question because I think you, I mean, I don't want to end it on anything else. I think that's, that's hey, beautiful follow story, your man. heart, Straight hustle, sure, be humble. Stay humble. You know. Keep hustling, stay hungry. Uh, and then one last time, man, where do they find you? Uh, His Facebook page. His yeah, Facebook. My, my Facebook page. Um, dang. What we got? We'll put him on the realtor. Yeah, I got a card. I was gonna just hold up into the camera. That's what's up. Do it. Boom. Oh yeah, I do. We got you, man. Bam. Where's the camera? Right there. Right there. Straight ahead. 
See the number? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll no, zoom no. in and we'll link it, bro. <laughs> hey, so Ashad Mabry, cannot thank you enough, man. We Absolutely. had a blast. Uh, very, very much pleased. Hope you do come back for round two, Definitely. the second half. All right? Uh, and second for half. all of us here at the Hustlers Huddle, you guys have a great week. We'll see y'all next time. Dario, what do you say? Stay humble, stay hungry, keep hustling. Later, guys. I'm on the moon. I'm on top. Check out the view. I'm on top. See how we do. I'm on top.